Welcome to the Tin Shed Podcast. How was your weekend? Wait, that doesn't really matter, because I had a great weekend. This weekend, I barbecued some Donair burgers for my sister and brother-in-law. It's not really that big deal to make. It's pretty simple. You just uh, look up the directions and follow them. Uh, there is a couple... There is a few, a couple little secrets, a couple things I do, and it makes the donami pretty good. And the first one is to mix the spices into small sections of the meat. That's a, it's a, it all spreads it out more. You don't want a bunch of spices stuck in one spot. When I do mine, I usually tend to do it in quarters, like the pack of burger that I buy is usually two pounds. And so I do that in quarters, so whatever, that you do the math, whatever that is. And the second one is, don't be scared to beat your meat. I, I You got to pick it up and slam it a lot into a mixing bowl. That's, that's what it calls for in the directions. I found that uh, doing it a lot, beating your meat a lot, the more you beat it, the better it's going to turn out. It gets loud. Uh, I use a metal mixing bowl. So I found the best way to do it is I use a timer when I'm beating my meat. When people start to get annoyed, I usually do it for two or three more minutes after that, and then I know it's good and ready. And I think, uh, but I think the I think the burgers were a hit though. But really, all in all, all I did was just follow a recipe. Like I just googled it and followed the instructions. That's one thing that the internet has done. It's kind of made turn cooking into making Kool-Aid. Like, it's fairly simple. I think that when you're looking up a recipe, you think it's going to be difficult, but then when you actually see the ingredients, for most of the stuff that we eat anyway, it's it's pretty simple stuff. You just have to know what to put in and how much, I guess. So, like, it's a... Yeah, that is one good thing about the internet. Easy to get recipes. You want to make a Big Mac sauce? Well, that's all out there now. It's uh, it's pretty cool. There are times when you, when you don't use the the internet, when you could have easily. And this goes back to an earlier podcast. Uh, I was going on about surprise, making wine, and I mentioned uh, a fermenter. It was like it was an all-in-one deal. It was like it was cone-shaped. It had this little container on the bottom. Uh, a ball valve and this fucking ice cream cone screwed into it and it's supposed to catch all the sediment at the bottom and then when you do your secondary fermentation you just close the valve off and everything is stuck at the bottom I said it sounded like a good idea but it turns out no it's a total piece of shit uh, according to the guy that carries them in his store, I asked him about them a while—not that well, not a while ago, not that long ago. The idea of all the sludge making it to the container below the ball valve is total bullshit. Apparently, it just gathers on the on the slope sides of your ice cream cone. When the guy that told us that—he was the owner, by the way—he told my girl and me that. That it wasn't what it was cracked up to be. And I thought to myself, huh, nice honest dude, giving his opinion on a product. 
Because he did use it, and he said it never turned out for him. He didn't like it. You, have you noticed yet that I'm building up a, a, a little defense for this guy? Because that's because that's because skeptical Aaron is going to speak, and I kind of wanted to say a couple things before I did speak. Before he did speak. I'm not... Yeah, I'm a douchebag. I refer to myself in the third person. Uh, yeah, before I get a little skeptical, I will say there is two wine and beer joints in the area and I tend to I do my best to support both of them so anyway a couple of days later I'm thinking my, to myself why is he selling something he knows is a piece of shit and then the answer dawned on me and it all came from thinking about another podcast I think it was a podcast. Yes, it was. I didn't just think that in my head. It was a podcast. Where I was talking about uh, Beavis and Butthead saying that if everything sucked, how do you know what was cool? And it's, uh, it's good for a small business to get the word out the best they can. And here's a little example. Hey, man, this wine's pretty good. Thanks, I made it. Really? I've always wanted to try making my own wine. Well, it's easy. You just go over to Water and Wine or, or make your own wine and beer and they'll fix you up with what you need. There are honest people over there at Water and Wine. I was going to buy a fermenter that would have cost more than a starter kit, but they talked out of me. Talked me out of doing it. Hey, well, you know what? That's pretty nice. I think I'll go check them guys out. They're not trying to trick anybody when they do their little thing there. This is Skeptical Aaron. This is Skeptical Aaron speaking, by the way. They're not trying to trick you. It's just they're kind of pushing what they already do. In a way. Because, like, like, fuck. They've been around for a while. And to do that, you gotta be good at what you do. Same as the other joint. Make your own wine and beer. They're very good over there, too. I think that they buy stuff and, and try it and it doesn't work. And somebody says, Hey, let's take this off the shelf. Lesson learned. We won't buy that again. Ah, fuck it. Leave it there. Don't sell it, though. Don't sell it. Uh, just tell employees you just want to talk anybody interested out of it. Tell them it's a piece of shit and to leave it. We're already honest. We want them to come back. So let's build on that whenever we can. It's free advertising. It's, it's a... To me, it's free, honest advertising. But that is just skeptical me speaking, though. Um, they, them guys, they are in, in the business of wanting people to come back. If, if people don't come back, same as any business. If people don't come back, your business just it, it isn't going to make it. So, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that was just me being skeptical about it. Fifteen and a half cents per liter. Moving along, let me just say that. I'll say it again. Fifteen and a half cents per liter. That's what we pay in provincial taxes on fuel. There's an additional, no, additional ten, per, ten cents per liter tax that goes to the federal government. Just on the, well, the, the larger part, the provincial part, the fifteen and a half cents per liter... We're, the government is taking in hundreds of millions of dollars in Nova Scotia from this. 
And then when a project is underway, like where they're twinning a highway, there's signs up saying, your fuel tax at work, followed by whatever clown we elected's name on the bottom of the sign. That's the way that it used to be up until the last few years. Now it seems like it's all of a sudden you hear about these surveys every now and then where they say Nova Scotians are in favor of the idea of toll highways. Ironically, you get other surveys that say, well, they're pretty much neck and neck in what they're thinking about that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it seems strange that something we've always paid taxes to do now all of a sudden has to come directly out of our pocket to travel on a highway. It's, uh, I'm just bringing this one up because you just hear about it a lot. Like just a few years ago, there was a stretch of highway between New Glasgow and Sutherland River that was twinned. Same idea. Your fuel taxes at work. Blah, 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 blah. All the while, people on another stretch of highway, I think it's between French River and Marshy Hope. It's like, it's like a 40 kilometer stretch of highway anyway. Over the last few years, there's been quite a lot, quite a few fatal accidents. Uh, that would be a good location to twin a highway. It should, uh, it would be a good idea to, to twin it. I mean, traveling in the same direction does have a tendency to save lives on a highway. So, instead of going with the smart choice of, let's twin it now, we got the tax dollars, let's do it, we can do it. Nova Scotians will pay for this road with through taxes and licensing fees. We get, wouldn't it, what, a toll highway would be a great idea. You know? We can take years to come up with ways to convince people that we should do it. And we don't have to spend money to do it. We can get them to do it. Sure! Fucking pay for something twice. We're already paying taxes for stuff like this. Like, why is it something that is as important as saving lives? A burden that our government passes on and leaves to, to us to look after. And when I say for us to look after, I'm talking about, uh, shit. I should have looked up his name. Yeah, he's a, he's a fire chief for Barney's River Fire Department. And, uh, he's the guy, he's saying, like, we, how badly we need this highway. He's, it's these guys that are seeing the accidents firsthand. And, and they're saying we need toll highways. They're wrong with the toll highways, but everything else they say, they're absolutely right. We need that. They, I, I just feel so bad for them guys. It's we do enough already. We pay enough already. The government has has to start doing what it's supposed to do, and help Nova Scotians instead of handing over a hundred plus million dollars to Exxon for leaving because they can't make the money that they once were. So. That there is totally different. Businesses leave all the time. They don't get a handout from the government, by the way. Uh, that's a whole different subject. But uh, what I just said, though, about 
they don't help us, but they're handing over like millions, hundreds of millions of dollars to Exxon. It just, it just kind of shows you how much we actually do matter. Like, it's like, oh, they want a road so people stop dying in terrible accidents? Eh, fuck it, they can pay for it themselves. Like, the one that, like I said, I started saying earlier, uh, the, the ones that I really feel bad for are the people that have to see the accidents. Like, the fire chief, I, I feel really bad for him. And, uh, he's the only, he only wants what's right for them, for, he only wants to do what's best. Like, ideally, the ideal job would be to be a volunteer firefighter and never have to get called out. Like, but instead, they get to see all that shit. Then we get surveys about, oh, toll highways are so good. They're so good, they're so good. No, acting and building a highway, I think, is a much better idea. But, uh, yeah, enough of them enough of them jackasses for now. And I don't mean the volunteer firefighters in Barney's River. I'm talking about the government. Them jackasses. Enough of them jackasses. And I'm a shipper receiver by trade. No, I wouldn't call it. It's not a trade. That's what I do. I'm a shipper receiver. And uh, the other night I worked a little overtime... The warehouse was getting kind of packed up, and uh, so I decided to stay over and move some things around, try to make a little space, get a little organized. And I gotta tell you, when you're working in a warehouse by yourself, oh, it's it's amazing. No worries about running anybody over with your forklift. Crank Bob fucking sees Seeger as loud as those. Remember those white. Speakers that came out in the late 90s, early 2000s. Those crappy speakers. Well, I cranked them guys as loud as they could. And I just went about doing my stuff. Moving stuff around. Wrapped a few pallets. Had time enough at the end of the night. To put everything back just like a sneaky little ninja. Nobody knew I was there. It was great. Old tunes going. Love Bob Seger. That man, I like that man. It's great. Work sucks, but if you got if you got good music, it makes it bearable. It happens to me any any old classics like that. It's there's something about music nowadays that just it just doesn't doesn't stack up. And you can go back further and further. You the, the, it seems the further you go back with rock music, the better it gets. Nineties, early nineties, we had the grunge. Late nineties, rock sucked. The early 90s, you had grunge, which was pretty cool, but then that got watered down. Before that, in the like late eight, mid to late 80s, you had the hair bands. And again, uh, there was a lot of garbage hair bands. I'm sorry, there was, well, not, the more you think about it, there's probably about as much garbage hair bands as there was garbage grunge bands at the time. Realistically, there only was a few that are really good, like, come on, like, think about, think about a grunge band from the 90s, think about a lot of them, and then you go look up their music, and some of them just aren't that good, not as good as what you thought they were the first time, but I found that the further you go back, it seems like the better, like, the better the music is all around, you hit the 70s, 
and it, rock is amazing. And it's growing up, the rock from the seventies was overshadowed by everything that you see. On, like you missed out. I missed out on the seventies rock when I was growing up. It probably wasn't until my. I shouldn't say that. No, I didn't really miss out on it. I didn't get as much of it as I could have when I was younger. Because like when you watch TV, they go on about the 70s being disco and all this other horse crap. You don't realize how good the music actually was. In the 60s, it's the same thing. Really, really freaking good music. It just, uh, it floors me to see... Well, it doesn't floor me. It's kind of obvious when you kind of look at it and you see the way the corporate, what business does to good things. Um, you can see how it changed, how music changed in something like something that is supposed to make money. Somebody can be an artist just because they're good looking now and they can use auto-tune or whatever the fuck you want to call the programs to make their voices sound better. Instead of having an actual artist who was good at what they do, they get overlooked and you get crap now. And it, it's... It's kind of sad because there has to be talented people out there. They couldn't have all gone away. Could they? Could all the creative people have gone away? I mean, what would have happened? I I think that... <clears throat> excuse me. I think that we tend to be a little more passive now than what we were before. Even when I was growing up, it's... Uh, we were probably a little more passive than the group before us when it came to music and, and stuff like that. It, just a lot to do with technology. We get complacent. It's, uh, I don't, it's easier to pick up uh, an electronic pad and push a button than to take a hobby, pick up, or so, pick up something like playing guitar or doing anything, something that's stimulating. It just seems that there's so many other things that can occupy you from doing anything creative like listening to some guy sitting in a room talk about nothing or yeah listening to some guy sitting in a room talking about nothing that's uh it, it's easy to happen and i don't i'm not excuse me i'm not knocking it just, that's just the way the technology goes it's just things things get easier people get bored and complacent with shit you know what was funny though? <laughs> getting back to getting back to the weekend. I found out well, I was uh my sister was here and her and her and her husband, my brother in law. And my sister was talking to her son. And it's terrible that I don't I can't remember how old my nephew is. I'm gonna say Jax is eh, fuck, I don't know. He's not that old. He shouldn't be listening to my potty mouth all the time. Anyway, he said that he tell tell Aaron I like his podcast. So first I was thinking, shit, what are them guys gonna think when they hear that stuff? And then I started thinking to myself. After that, I thought, eh, you know what? That's not a bad idea. Maybe just because I swear a lot. Uh, lots of people do that. So uh, I guess one thing that they could take from it is question every question things. And, yeah, don't accept the first answer that you see on the internet. Like, because that's usually from some fucked up news agency that's got some tie-in with something or 
um, yeah, get your information from multiple sources. If that's one thing that I could do, get that idea across to somebody, like my nephew, that he's listening to it. Uh, yeah, I'm going to cut this one short tonight. It's uh, just a really dry mouth. And it's a little warm. I got the heat turned on and I'm in a room with the door closed. So it's uh, it's not very comfy. And yeah, I'm just going to leave it at that today. And I'll see you guys next fucking week. Uh, yeah, do whatever the hell you want.